Kami, play We're All Yankovics. Playing We're All Yankovics theme song. Welcome back to We're All Yankovics! Yeah! This week on a very special episode. What is that? It's the chimes and piano music. Okay. Of a very special, a very special episode, episode of Blossom. Oh, not, not Blossom. That's next week. <laughs> Whatever happened? No, that's the full Whatever house. happened to predictability? Yeah, but I was going to dance yeah. on a piano um. with a flower in my hat. Okay, that's yeah. Blossom. Yeah. I know. I okay. Know. Anyways, uh, on a very special episode of We're All Yankovics, we have the interview. Yes. Yes. We'll call it the interview. No, don't say that. Piece. It's an interview. Are going to really confuse who it's going to be with? Okay. There is, there's technically only one the interview. Is it? Well, it's not we the interview yet. yet. It's it's an interview. An interview. It's, yes, it's a really it's cool a interview. Great interview. It's yes. fun. I can't believe we got these guys. Yes, me neither. Uh, this this is this is gonna be cool. Dan Pavamir and Jeff Swampy Marsh. Yes, creators of Milo Murphy's Law and Phineas and Ferb. Ferb. Uh, so let's just go into it. Heck yeah. With us today, we have two people you might have already heard of. Uh, they've worked together on shows like The Simpsons, Rocco's Modern Life, Phineas and Ferb, and a little show with a guy you may have heard us mention once or twice, a little Alfred Yankovic, on his show Milo Murphy's Law. They're also the voices behind Major Monogram, Cavendish, Dakota, and Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Today, we have with us Jeff Swampy Marsh and Dan Povonmir. Hey, so welcome to We're All Yankovics. Uh, Jeff and Dan, thank you for coming on. Well, yep. thank you for having us. Good to be here. It's cool to actually get to talk to you guys. You guys seem like you always have a lot of fun in all the things we've seen you do. So, like, like it's just like, oh, you just seem like really cool dudes. And we were like, we should talk to those guys. Heck, yeah. <laughs> we fooled them. Well, <laughs> we have. We have. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure anybody's ever described us as cool in any way. No. You, you, you wear hats. People who wear hats are cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I've read that you guys met during the Simpsons. Uh, did, did your friendship click right away or was there like, you know, did you have to know, you know, did it take a little bit of time or was it like a rom-com where we hated each other for a while? <laughs> and then that, yeah. Who was the nemesis then it built into attraction? No, no, we liked each other right away. We were across the, the aisle from each other. And, uh, and actually when the, when the season ended and we were, you know, we were having a, a, hiatus swampy said hey i've i've got work lined up over at uh, over at nickelodeon they need people who can draw and write you should bring your comic strip over to show it to them and 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 we can work together over there and so so we did and then we ended up getting thrown together as a writing team cool cool and that that comic strip was was that the life of fish was life is a fish life is a fish at usc yeah yeah cool uh yeah. yeah that sounds awesome yeah what was the project at nickelodeon if you don't mind me asking it was oh, Rocco's Rocco. Modern Life. Well, I, I, it could have been something else before that. <laughs> <laughs> you were vague. I was like, it's, it's right there. There could have been others. <laughs> yeah. well, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, great show. Uh, yeah. You guys always have fun. I'm, like, what are your comedy influences from from your childhood? Like, did you are you one of those like comedy nerds who like knows all the like stand ups, or is it just more broad kind of like? It's, it's, to well, me, it was, was more. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like that from... it was the stuff we we bonded over early days on The Simpsons as we found out that our 
the Venn diagram of our comedy influences was incredibly strong. There was a huge overlap. It was basically a circle. The Venn diagram was just one circle, which was, which was, you know, it was like uh, Monty Python and Jay Ward and Chuck Jones and Mash and Mary Tyler Moore and and Carol Burnett and uh, and, and Bob Newhart and, like and, the and yeah, the oh, Black wow. Adder. Although the the Black Adder was the one thing we didn't have in common until he showed me the Black Adder, and then we watched the entire series together. Oh, I like what awesome. you said at one point. You said, that's become my new test for friendship. <laughs> yes, exactly. Somebody watches the Black Adder and doesn't like it. We can't be friends. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's basically it. I, I actually feel the same way about like Phineas and Ferb. If somebody watches Phineas and Ferb and doesn't think it's like really neat... Like you're like well then you don't you don't have any taste or something's yeah. weird with you What's like wrong I don't, with your I don't life? understand you have no joy we, we in like your life. to think that's true <laughs> it's true yeah right. we agree with that assessment that's that's awesome <laughs> like yeah there's just the the amount of I remember a friend of mine introducing me to Phineas and Ferb and, and watching, you watch the first episode and then there's the, when they cut the Doofensmirtz and you're just like, okay, what's going on? And then like, it just, there's so many layers on that show for like, what's supposed to be like a kid's show. You're just like, this, this is not just a kid's show. This is, this is epic show. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we tried to make it as complicated as we could pay attention to and then hope that the kids would, uh, would rise to the occasion they seem to have. I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite things about the show. I always tell people about it. This, I like the types of shows that does not talk down to kids, that actually yeah. makes them look up words to find out what's going on. Yeah. It, it, it treats them as like intelligent people. That's why I love watching this with yeah. my own kids. It's such a great example of this type of show that I love. I hate to- shows yeah. that well, dumb down their stuff kid, for kids. Kids yeah. are a lot smarter than anybody gives them credit for. Yes. Yeah. And it's okay if you have stuff that's just out of reach because they'll go find the information. Yeah. You know, we're... Plus, then you're playing to the adults in the room. Brain surgery, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Just stuff that might be a little slightly out of reach. And, you know, Dan mentioned Bonnie Python earlier. I remember when I first started listening to that. Half the references in there I didn't get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I but you look, but you look them up. to go out and find out what it was, and then you were like, oh, bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and these <laughs> days it's so much easier to find out stuff like that too. So it's, you know, you don't have to like wander around or like go to a library and just <laughs> wait for it to like, like 10 years later, somebody uses a word and you're like, no, that word, what does that word mean? And now you can go yeah. like on the internet and be like, okay, what's, what's this? You know, what's a dead parrot? Oh, yeah. okay. I see what a dead parrot <laughs> what's is. A dead parrot? <laughs> sure. That's a nice choice there. Totally. <laughs> People don't know what a dead parrot is. <laughs> I don't know. It's just sleeping. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. Um, one of the, the styles or one of the things about your, your work that seems in common is you always seem to have a lot of musical numbers in it. Uh, what, what is your musical background? Uh, I was in a band for uh, 17 years, something like that, playing around the Sunset Strip and stuff like that and trying, oh, cool. to, get, you know, trying to get a record on the charts. And then uh, and that never happened. And then I sold this silly cartoon show. And two years later, we had, a, we had an album on the... Uh, on the Billboard Hot 100 between uh, Beyonce and Pink for a week. We made it like number 59 on the Hot 100. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> the, lesson, the lesson is, if you want to have a, a hit record, kids, 
quick music Give up and music. get into animation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's basically how it works. That's cool. That's we cool. were the same. I had a band. We played around L.A. for a bunch of years, got some airplay on some of the college stations. Um, I didn't I didn't do it as long as Dan did, and then at a certain point you thought, yeah, this is exhausting. I got a role. Um, my grandfather was in the music business since, successfully, wildly successfully since the 1930s, late 30s, early 40s, all the way through till his death in 2001. His, his granddad wrote Sentimental Journey. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah. What instruments do you guys play? Or, you know... I play guitar. Okay, guitar. I play, I guitar, play guitar and guitar some bass. Badly. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a singer in the band, and I know just enough to be dangerous and write stuff, but not enough to properly stand up in front of people and play. Yeah, that's cool. No, no, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, sounds sounds about right. Uh, the the spread of the styles that your your show attacks in terms of musical styles is so diverse. What what are things? What are the musical influences in your life uh, that that gives you this background with all these different styles? I think Swampy and I, Swampy and I are basically the same person in a lot of, in a lot of ways. We, we both have very eclectic music, uh, you know, music collections. Um, mine probably goes a little more current than his, but his probably goes oh, yeah, a little definitely. further back the, 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 than mine does. But we, we both like classical. We both like jazz. We both like big band. We both like rock and roll and pop and uh, and danceable stuff. And, you know, I, I probably listen to more rap than Swampy does. Is okay, about okay. the only Definitely. the only place that it's uh, that it, it, that it goes on. Listen to more big band music and you know older stuff. What What are your favorite songs from Phineas and Ferb? Ooh, <laughs> um, "Carpe Diem" is one oh, of them. One. Uh, the 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 very last song in the series, which is called uh, um, uh, "Time Spent Slash Curtain Call," sort of like "Funeral for a Friend" slash "Love Lies Bleeding" by Elton John. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's uh, that and and uh, "Summer Belongs to You." And Carpe Diem, all are the ones that I think sum up the feeling of the show. And I think that may, you know, uh, aside from that, there's, I, I have a list of like 20 that are, that are probably my favorites. No, no, we, we get it. The, uh, those songs are the ones that even now can, can make me a little choked up. Yeah. Those last one of the series. Oh, definitely me too. Together is yeah. just so great. Yeah, we did we did a uh, we did a music festival in uh, outside of Nashville uh, two summers ago, and and they promoted it, and people came from states away to see us tell stories and sing songs from Phineas and Ferb. And our music director wanted, uh, and you know, they hired real musicians to back us up so that we didn't sound, you know, like <laughs> us plucking on the guitars. But uh, but the uh, our musical director said. She really wanted to do that last song, the 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 time spent curtain call. It's like the very last song in the series, and I was like, I don't know if I can sing this in front of people. I can barely listen to it without crying oh, because man. it, you know, it, it represents so much to me. Yeah. And uh, and she said, Well, just practice it enough times, and you'll you'll get you'll you'll be able to get through it. And I'm like, okay. So I practiced it, and I was like, okay, I can just, you know, I can just do the lyrics and the and the thing, and and uh, and then we we you know, set it up by telling the whole story of how we decided to end the show and, and, you know, and how it was really something great for us to actually have done a show where the characters could actually 
say thank you to the fans at the end in the form of this song and because uh, because the you know the the chorus of the th- of the song is and it's been a great summer uh, it's been a great summer and we thank you for coming along and uh and to me it's like that was a really great thing for us to be able to do yeah. and uh and so we told that whole story and then we started into the song and I'm like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then I looked down and the whole front row of this place is filled with all of these teenage girls who have come from other States to see us. They've all got Phineas and Ferb gear on and they're all singing along and crying, oh. ugly face oh. crying like that. I'm like, okay, I can't look at them. And then I look over into this section over here on the right. Oh no, there's like three families over there that are crying. Okay, I gotta look over here. No, there's people crying over there too. I ended up singing the whole song to the sound guy because he was the only guy who hadn't been watching Phineas and Ferb. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) It's the only way I could get through it without just breaking down. Oh yeah. Oh, that's oh, I had that moment with my kids. I watched that last episode when it aired. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want it to be over. <laughs> so touching. It was such a great ending. Oh. Yeah, we were we were very pleased to be able to do that, just to, just to sort of say goodbye. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, what about, like, Milo Murphy? What, what are some of the songs that you enjoy from that so far? Oh. Uh. I really love the uh, the Lumberzack song, although yeah. Yeah. we we had less to do with that than on others because it was a friend of mine who had written this song as like a joke uh, to 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 uh, to do a um, a boy band song. Yeah, yeah. And I always loved it, but the lyrics were really just this stupid boy band thing. And then I was like, ooh. We're, we want to we want to have Zach be in a boy band. Yeah. So I called Madison and said, hey are you ever going to do anything with that jump, jump, jump song? And she said, uh, and she said, no, probably not. It's like, could I use it in the show? I would have to rewrite the lyrics to make them stupider. And she just laughed and said, really stupider than those lyrics? I said, yeah, we're going to go real stupid with the lyrics. And so I just rewrote and I, and I literally rewrote those lyrics in like on the you know in the car on the way to work because we decided like like Josh had pitched making uh, uh, making it a lumberjack themed boy band and I was like oh was okay great. chop 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 instead of jump 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 and the rest of it just sort of fell out that's awesome very, uh, that's a great song and that's one yeah. of those ones that I look at and think as stupid as the lyrics are. It can still be a hit. hit pop song. No, totally, totally. I also like, uh, I, I like, uh, I, I got a big foam finger, which is from rooting. It's called rooting for the em- enemy. Yeah. Uh, which, which I think is great. And it was great having Al sing that. And then, the, then throughout the Phineas thing, Swampy and I would often write, uh, a weird Al version of an early Phineas song. Like we, we did rusted, making fun of busted which you know when we, when we you know yeah. or we did uh i uh I, I couldn't kick my way right into your heart making fun of snuck your way right into my heart which was the first season of song oh. and we would always call it you know it's like oh this is great we get to do the parody song we get to do our own weird al version of our own song oh, and awesome. so for for milo murphy's law we had this song that really we, we it was like oh we should put like a love boat theme kind of song here and i was like wait a minute i already wrote a love boat theme for, for phineas <laughs> we've got that song why why don't we just take that music we'll write our own weird al version of that and put it on this 
and we'll actually get Weird Al to sing it. How self-reflexive. It suddenly becomes like a snake eating its own head. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's very funny. That's awesome. Big... Yeah. <laughs> that that sounds perfect. I mean, and that's that's one of the things that we the, – the, the reason we wanted to have you on the, the show was because we, we talk about Al a lot. I mean, it's it's part of the name, right? Um, <laughs> but, like, like, there's a positivity in your guys' shows, both the shows, that just – it 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 feels so neat because it's so different from everything else, but but it also feels so weird, Al, in a way because I feel like Weird Al yeah. as a human being is just always trying to like exude like this positiveness yeah. that a lot of people don't yeah. do. He's a Phineas and Ferb character yeah, in real yeah. life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. That, that's just who he is. One of, one of the reasons that Al works, um, and we struggled hard really to find the voice for Milo that we thought had that kind of natural positivity yeah. that Al just possesses. Yeah. Um, and even in the beginning when somebody suggested him, we've been through so many people and I was like, oh God, not one more. <laughs> and Dan said, no, I think this could really work. And then as soon as you hear Al, who's just this absolutely naturally, genuinely positive, positive. dude, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it comes out of his face, you're like, oh yeah, absolutely, totally, yeah. that is him. That, well, the problem is any, anybody, and we, and we auditioned every voiceover actor you can imagine, and and it was really hard to get somebody who just sounded positive about bad things going on that didn't sound like they were being overly Pollyanna and covering up inner pain and stuff. We wanted somebody who just, you know, would say, you know, these horrible things was, were, were happening, but say it in a way like, yeah, that's just the way the day is going. It'll, it'll be fun. You know, yeah. and and Al was the only person who, who could really pull that off. Uh, we had originally thought we would have um, uh, our friend Noah do the do the voice because Milo is sort of based on him. It was like a drawing of him, and he always sounds super positive. But he was super busy. He was running his own show at Disney, and Disney was not going to let us do that. Plus, he's not really a voice actor, yeah. you know. And and I was like, well, if you can find anybody who sounds who, who sounds as naturally positive as as him that that that, that we can use, I, I would love it. And then as soon as we put Al down, and this was literally after weeks of of uh, of recording, I'd I'd seen. I guess Alex Hirsch posted a picture of or a little movie of him and, and Al, because Al came in and did a voice on Gravity Falls. And I was like, wait, I've met Al. He sounds, ri he's super positive. Let's see, you know. And uh, and they, they they called him in. As soon as his voice went to the, the picture, we were like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, like I, I find it hard to believe that Al wasn't part of this concept at the beginning. Of right? It. Yeah, I really thought you guys wrote it for him. I know, yeah. He, he, worked, he, he fits it yeah. so perfectly. And that's, a, yeah, that's the thing. As soon as you, you put him together with it, you're like, oh, yeah, absolutely, obviously, completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like I drew it, to, drew it to his voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, totally. And it's just like... like which, yeah. was, which was not the case. No, which, no. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you do things once you do cast the voice actor to, to start to fill in the spots where they've done stuff, you know, like to make it right. feel like the voice. But yeah, like I can't believe that Al it wasn't, wasn't part of the project and then you drew Milo and that it came the <laughs> other direction, I guess. Yeah, right. that's awesome. Yes. Uh, would you ever let Al write for the show? Like write a song for the show or does he just not want to even? Uh, we, uh, we would, 
Al's bread and butter is writing songs, though. So, yeah. it's, uh, so he, I think he's a little expensive for us. We, uh-huh. we, we write, we in that we write the songs for free. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anything above that is too too expensive for Disney at that point. I, I think. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know it was it was great just having his voice because Al's a real musician. Yeah. Yeah. He would come in and we would we would you know, make lead sheets for him, and and he'd read them and go, okay, you know, in the demo, this is a dotted quarter, but you've got a quarter note here. Which one do you want me to sing? And we'd look at it and we'd be like, I'm glad. I, I think it's so cute that you think we know the difference. <laughs> yeah. Do it the way at the demo. That's basically like, yeah. yeah. That's Very awesome. funny. So, so you guys yeah. do a demo where you sing the stuff, and then Al listens to it, and then sort of just reenact yes, it. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, but we would... <laughs> We would give the demo to a to somebody who would like who would write the music out because I can't read I can't read and write music, and uh, and uh, you know I can write down the chords that that are supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, it's like I I know how it's supposed to sound, but I can't translate that to those little black dots with the lines on them. And uh, and so, but he would know that stuff backwards and forwards. He's a he's a true musician. Oh yeah, uh, he's he's crazy with the amount of stuff that he's done. Uh, what yeah. what oh, is like? What is your favorite Weird Al song? If do you have one? Like do you, do you know his oeuvre? Oh, um, <laughs> I, I'm an Edith fan just because it comes up so often in my life. It's a family thing. <laughs> Which one? So we all sing it every time. Eating anything comes up, <laughs> the whole family will burst yeah. into eating. So that's just <laughs> classic. I, I like word crimes a lot because yeah, that's uh, because so clever. Because I'm a bit of a gra- grammar nerd myself, okay, so, okay. so you know, like, like I get the same, you know, it feels like, oh, this is the story of my life. I like word crimes a lot, but I also like his his super fast raps. I, li- I like uh, White and Nerdy. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like Dare to be Stupid, which is just an original of yeah. his. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I like pretty much everything I've heard from him, but, but I, I, if, if I had to choose one, I think it'd be word crimes. Yes, yes, yes. That We're... seems right up your alley there for the show. It's very Phineas and Ferb type of song. It's the type of stuff you guys write yeah. about. It's great. Oh, completely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys both play a lot of different characters on the shows. Do you each have like a favorite character of yours that you that you just enjoy the most to do? <laughs> well, uh, you know, Doofenshmirtz is just yeah. a joy to voice whatever, yeah. you know. And, and I still like like last night. One of our writers from Phineas and Ferb called and said, "Hey Dan, I'm here with my niece, my my niece and my nephew, and they're big fans of the show. Could you just do you think you could get Doctor Doofenshmirtz on the phone?" And I like talked to them for a little bit as Doofenshmirtz. Oh, that's I think awesome. Doofenshmirtz is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, yeah. I really liked uh, Monogram was great just because it was a fun voice, but it's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the character that I. I really enjoyed playing was uh, uh, Cavendish just because yeah. he's such a fop. Yeah. He's, well, the, a, yeah. he's so much fun to yeah. play around with. And I yeah. think kind of in the same way that um, Dan, when you're doing Doofenshmirtz, just gets to go kind of so wild. He knows yeah. the character so well. It's so great. Yeah. You can just play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel much more that way about Cavendish. Although, you know, there's something yeah. wonderful about Monogram and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fun thing about Cavendish is like we played Cavendish in Dakota and Milo and in 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 Phineas 
Doofenshmirtz and Monogram hardly ever had conversations yeah. because they're in two different places and stuff like that. Yeah. There were a couple episodes where we got to riff with each yeah. other, and that was so much fun. And the good thing about Cavendish and Dakota is we would write these scenes, and then we would just get in the same room, and we would just sort of improv around them on microphones, oh, and, and awesome. it, it, was, it was so much fun. That's oh, very yeah. cool. Very cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that you also are fans of uh, Doctor Who based on that first season of Milo? Um, well, we had a writer who was a huge fan of Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, uh, Josh Pruitt was. Uh, that's that's basically his. Uh, I like the idea of Doctor Who. I've seen a couple episodes and I like it, but I'm not a huge. Okay. You know, I, I'm not an aficionado like some of the people who've seen all 50 Yo, years gosh. of it. Yeah, I watched more of it and a lot of the older ones when I was was living in England between 2000 2006 because it's always on. Yeah. Um, and so I really got to know from living there the whole history of it, which is really cool. I mean, it's it's a, a national treasure there. Uh, but I don't am yeah, the same. I don't follow it all the way through like that. I'm not that kind of fanatic. Uh, I'll watch an episode when it comes up and enjoy it because I know enough of the mythology to kind of jump in anywhere and I know what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not. No I'm not one of the, the Hoovites. Whovites. <laughs> No, totally. Okay, so then pistachios. What's the deal with pistachios? <laughs> Is that like a, a word you've always thought was funny? Like, was that the funniest of the nuts? I don't like. It's it's actually uh, our our former next door neighbors whose kids grew up with our kids. Um, their uh, their son is definitely allergic to specifically pistachios. He doesn't have a problem with peanuts, doesn't okay. have a problem with anything else, but his throat will close up if he eats pistachios, and I thought that was really sort of weirdly specific. I'd never heard of anybody being, uh, you know, like... And then we were trying to figure out what, you know, what what this thing that's going to happen in the future that, that, that Milo could do that. And I was like, what if he... Like, because of all this, the calamity surrounding Milo, he is somehow... Um, causing pistachios to become extinct in the future, and then when when they finally stop that from happening, when Cavendish and Dakota finally like you know uh, are successful on their mission, they call the future, and it's being overrun by sent- sentient pistachio trees. <laughs> so weird! I love it. That's awesome. So Milo is some you know like because I always I like the concept of the further you zoom out in time the more you get a feel for whether something's really good or bad. Because things going wrong on a daily basis aren't necessarily the worst thing to happen. You know, it's, it's yeah. sort of like that movie um, Sliding Doors, where in one reality she makes it onto this subway car, and in another reality she doesn't, and how that affects, that ripples out through time, and what that, how that changes her life in both of those inst- incidences, and you keep changing your mind as to whether that was a good thing or a bad thing to yeah. get onto the subway car at the time. And, and that's what, you know, I like that concept of the further you get out, you realize the things that are going wrong in Milo's life are actually saving the world. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And if you stop them from going wrong, then then uh, then then you you put everything at peril. No, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I love how it all seems to be like just set already in motion from the first episode. You don't know where it's going, but then it seems like you had a plan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah totally. Great, that's, I love it. The arc yeah. of that first season is so awesome, yeah. and to see it like like knowing where it was going, it was almost like the good place where you're like, they know what the, the end of this is going to be. So, so you can lead right. right into it with all sorts of things. And yeah. 
Yeah, yes. loved it. We knew way early on that uh, that we were going to reveal that uh, that Doofenshmirtz was the, the hero in the in the future. Oh yeah. Uh, like yeah. in the last episode, that's uh, that, that was like a decision we made probably in the first or second episode when we were when we were putting together the arc for the series. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, okay, so then I guess we also have to ask giant floating baby head. <laughs> Where did that come from? Where, where does that come from? I mean, I definitely think that was one of the first things I noticed about it, Phineas and Ferb, when I'm just sort of casually watching it. That's one of the first like reoccurring jokes that I'm like, well, I think I noticed that faster yeah. than I noticed some of the lines being said several times every episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just well, like, the, the baby head came from the twisted mind of Mike Diedrich. Um, Dan had, had asked him to do a, a hallway gag for. Uh, oh, Rob had actually asked him. Huh? I, I, it was actually that. Rob. Rob, Rob. Rob said, "Here, do a hallway gag. Put a bunch of scary stuff in." And I go yeah. into the animatic, and and Rob's like, "Watch this!" And we watch it, and there's this giant floating baby head. I, said, I asked Mike Mike for a bunch of scary stuff, and he, "What the hell is wrong with Mike Dietrich? Why there's a, a giant floating baby head in this?" And we were like, okay. Oh, so one good scare was the first episode where that was in, right? Yeah. And I okay. don't think Mike ever had a reasonable explanation. We no, he's just like, I don't know, I just. I don't know. <laughs> it was awesome. I love it. But, but it we loved you? it, so we, we did that. Know. So we wrote that whole bit at the end where they're talking about the giant floating baby head, and then we just then other people, other board artists saw it and thought it was so funny, they just started putting them in yeah. in different <laughs> that's, places, that's and we just kept leaving it in because we thought it was funny. So that's it's funny. like, you know, I, I think eventually we figure out... I think we did a, a Halloween episode where you fi- find out that if the giant, if you touch the giant floating baby head, you get three wishes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And we've had him appear everywhere. No, I love, I love how organic that is. I actually have a, a baby head that I leave randomly around my house just to freak my kids out. I, oh, excellent. Nice. I, I actually just put on a, a picture with that Phineas and Ferb Lego creation that it, that led me to you guys to lead this whole interview. I posted another one on Twitter today with the baby head in it. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Do you guys ever think about slipping in a 27 somewhere in the, the Milo's series? What What is 27 a reference? Ah, okay. We weren't sure if you know that. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It's a weird yeah. Al. It's one of Weird Al's reoccurring jokes is uh, for some reason he found the, the number 27 funny. And so periodically through the through his career uh, career you see it on stuff uh one of the notable ones is uh his album running with scissors he's uh running on a track and his bib number is 27 yeah. but it shows up in a lot of, a lot of his videos, videos. He, yeah. he mentions the, the number a lot that's funny he has never told us that oh, so, uh, so, so if he had told us that we certainly would have well, now you know so uh, there you go now we'll have to confront yes. him very yeah, good. yeah, we have snuck the number 40, 42 in uh, oh, on well, many occasions. Which yeah, is, yes, uh, yes, Hitchhiker's Guide. Of yeah. course, of another course. great reference. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Um, this oh, you're welcome. Been our time. This is awesome. Uh, what do you have coming up? Uh, we know that uh, that there's a movie coming out, and just we're like, doing we're doing a movie for Disney Plus, and all of Milo Murphy's Law will be available next month on Disney Plus. Uh, you can you can watch the entire two seasons and and it's a show that really benefits from watching in a binge because there's yeah. the, you know there's a, a season long arc that you can follow and you can you can sort of see how it all works together. And uh, and of course all the Phineas stuff will be there as well and we're doing a Phineas movie for the channel that'll be out sometime in 2020. Oh, Not the awesome. channel for uh, 
for the stream for for Disney Plus. Awesome. So both series will be there at launch. Yep. Yeah, yeah, including both. all the secret hidden episodes. Ooh, yeah. wait, what? I'm kidding. There are no oh. just messing. Oh just man! A minute, awesome. have you going now? What? No. <laughs> we thought we had like a world premiere <laughs> thing. Or... <laughs> yeah. There's actually a whole. But hopefully, now season. that rumor will, will get out there. And... Hey, there. <laughs> if enough people share this episode, maybe then you'll have to do it, like, kind of like the Chronicles of Meep. <laughs> There's something I I'm not sure how they're dealing with it because every episode before of Milo Murphy's Law before those characters speak. Mm-hmm. has two different versions. It has a version yeah. with Cavendish and Dakota in a scene and one without them in the scene. And that's because we, you, you never know which timeline you're, you're watching because, because, you know, obviously we went through that once and then they came back to, uh, to uh, you know, whatever year that's going to be, 2008 or 2016 or whatever. And... Uh, and and so we we did we did all the episodes before they're in. We put them in the backgrounds of shots or or you know in, in the in crowds and stuff. And then we do we would put out the same episode again uh, at random without them in it. And, I, and so I'm not sure how that's going to be handled when they when they drop it on the on the stream. So like when it reran, sometimes it w- they wouldn't be in it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, if you were watching it on the Disney Channel, it was uh, every other time you saw it, if you were watching every single time it, it, it played, every other time you saw it, they would be in it, and then they wouldn't be in it, what? and then they'd be in it, and then they wouldn't yeah. be in it. Both wow. of us watched it streaming, so we didn't know that. that yeah. <laughs> that is so, crazy. That's all, the, That's one of those... Yeah. Uh... Well, like the, the, the first time they aired, they were not in it. Second time they aired, they were in it. The wow. third, time, it, it, it was uh, it was designed that way, and okay. and people people figured it out, but didn't know why, and would ask us about it on Twitter, and we just sort of remained sort of quiet about it. Oh, that's that's awesome. I, I love I love how much how much that took to get that approved. Wow, oh, yeah, it was really awesome. it was really hard. Programming, they were looking at us like we were absolutely out of our freaking mind. And they were like, "Are you going to promote it?" No. And we're like, no. As a matter of fact, if people notice it, we're going to deny it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we will do the absolute opposite. Yes. We, we're not going to even acknowledge it if people ask us about it. So, very funny. That's very cool. Very cool. Right, now, guys. now we're going to have to see what happens. Yeah, right? I'm maybe gonna... maybe it's going to be like every time you watch it, it's a different one, you know? <laughs> algorithm, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there was some discussion about how we were going to handle it, but I forgot uh, when it went on the stream, but I, I can't remember what that discussion ended up in. Oh, that's awesome. So. Just just that one little fact makes this show awesome. Yeah. Like, 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 it was awesome before it, that. It, that's what I'm saying. It was before, but just the fact that that it's you got awesome are, icing on it. That's yeah, that's awesome icing. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Do you thing. remember the the Monty Python album that it, that had two uh, two parallel grooves in it? Oh no! <laughs> so that one, one side of the album was was actually two different sides depending on which exact groove you hit. Whoa! Yep. That's. That's sort of what that was. The original something of the matching tie and handkerchief album. Yes, I don't think. And you would drop the needle in, and it was just luck whether you got the right uh, the right groove. Wow! And so I was. I I remember I had that album with the the slide out. uh, It was big, elaborate uh, PR version that my uncle gave me, Mm -hmm. and I remember trying to play a track for my friends. 
And I had no idea, but I put it on and it was gone. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. Because they were both labeled side two, I believe. So I'd marked yes. it. I knew it was the right side. Wow. And that moment where you went, oh, my God, there's two grooves. That's classic trolling. Yes. I love it. Coolest That's... thing ever. Awesome. Yeah. And I thought I thought just having the groove in one of the, in the Beatles albums where it was some an actual melody that kept repeating and stuff. I thought that was cool. But this this is That's cooler. Way cooler. Got to find that. Yeah, that's really fun. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. You've enlightened us on many things. And and, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your day. And also, thank you for creating such cool things and uh, giving Al a job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We like Al having a job. And everything you've made, he said, is amazing. I'm huge fans of your guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, sure. It's amazing. This was great. Thanks for uh, thanks for making it uh, for doing your part to make it possible for our kids to go to college. No, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> our pleasure. Yes, yes. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, that was fun. That was great. That was great. These that guys was are great. awesome. Oh, it was so fun to talk to them. <laughs> they, yeah. they they have such a fun person. Like there were moments when it was just like, okay, you guys talk and we'll right. just sit here and listen. I know they should do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. like listening to us, but better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a minute. I hope they don't have a podcast. We're no. going to lose everyone. No, no. no. Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, uh, Dan and Jeff for dropping by or over the phone. Yes. And I uh, wish they were here. Yeah. That would have been really cool. <laughs> uh, and, and talking to us about their lives and, uh, and now. Yeah. So, it so it's hard. a lot of fun. Glad, glad we got a chance to do that. Uh, Make sure you guys check out Milo Murphy's Law. If you want to check us out, you already are, but if you'd like to, uh, go to we'reallyankovics.com or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, We're All Yankovics, uh, and or like us on iTunes, you know, check it out. Uh, go to the Facebook. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of stuff going on there, conversations and stuff. And, uh, you know, you could call us at our weird line. That's 302-72-WEIRD. It is. And uh, you can let us know if there's anything that you'd like to talk to us about and maybe we'll have you on the podcast that'd be amazing there you go all right that's it yep all right Uh, bye bye it's my world and we're all living in it